welcome to Racing Incident, a Formula One podcast in an American accent. I'm Anna. And I'm Ellen. And this is, uh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to stop saying what episode number we're on because, um, yeah, I'm not going to remember it ever. I think <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, totally you know, fair. it's, it's totally an episode fair. of some number and uh, y'all can figure it out by looking at it on uh, whatever the thing you're listening to. Yeah. I mean, we'll mention if it's some landmark milestone episode, probably, because um, then we'll be super aware of it. But otherwise, just look down at your phone or computer or whatever, and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, guys. We, we believe in you. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Ellen? I'm good. I'm still here in San Francisco, live yeah, from but the Bay Area once again. <laughs> hopefully, this is the last week. week. Right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully, this is the last good. week. As of right now, it is. Yeah. Things can always change, though. Mm-hmm. Well, there are worse places to have to be stuck working, so. No complaints. No complaints. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, typical quick housekeeping right up top, guys. As you know, please remember to rate and review the show wherever you're listening. Um, you know, like, subscribe, whatever. If you're actually listening and you haven't subscribed yet, you should do that. <laughs> Um, and then you'll know when there's new episodes. So convenient. Your little podcasting app, whatever you're using, will tell you so much better than having to depend on remembering or anything like that. So definitely do that. And um, you can also follow us on the socials um, and both Twitter and Instagram. We are racing underscore incident. So follow us there, please. Um, okay. Uh, so first off, um, just very quickly, uh, you'll want to stick around till the end of the episode, which of course you hopefully want to do already, but especially today because we've got a very exciting announcement of a guest we're going to have on soon. Um, and you're going to have to wait till the end to hear who the guest is. So sorry. Yay. (laughs) Hooray. (laughs) That's what we call a teaser. (laughs) A teaser. (laughs) because <laughs> since we're super professional podcasters as you all know so stick around for that um and um in other big racing incident news this week <laughs> other than our exciting guest that we'll tell you about at the end is that uh we were uh we were named in uh, a nice uh, piece by our friend elizabeth blackstock at jalopnik i don't say our friend i mean we know her a bit online we don't know her know her <laughs> But uh, I feel like that might be why we're on the list, which is okay. I'm 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 fine with you know, what's what's the version of nepotism where it's just like friends, it's not family members. <laughs> is uh, that like I'm not friendism. Sure. <laughs> friendism, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, well, I will say that. Um, thank you. That's all I have to say. Really, that's yeah. just very exciting, and it was very nice of her to put yeah. that on put us on the list. And we're in good, we're actually in great company, not just good, we're in great company. fantastic company. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I sort of, I have like, uh, you know, imposter syndrome. Like, I don't belong on this list. Yes, you do. This, oh, oh okay. All right, thanks. Oh. And also, everybody's a friend. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's true. The, until they're not. Until unless, they're not. You know, right. Or, I don't know, some people aren't friends at the start. Like, do you want to be friends with, like, Christian Horner? Probably not. <laughs> you know no what comment. I mean? 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, there you go. I mean, or, uh, you know, Bernie Ecclestone or, I mean, you know, some people you can just cross off the friend list. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> right at the beginning. But yeah, so go go check out that list from Yeah, so it's a list of yeah, list of the um she made a top twenty best Formula One podcast. I feel like she may have I think she did this list actually before and it was just the top ten and then she added ten more. And um so we weren't in the I think, as I recall, we weren't in the original top ten and then she made it a top twenty, which I appreciate and think is um the right course of action because there's so many good podcasts. Um and ten is not enough, so you need twenty. <laughs> so <laughs> we're we made the top 20 <laughs> regardless yeah i mean thank it's you it's cool and thank you elizabeth thanks jalopnik yeah so moving on mm-hmm. race this past weekend azerbaijan yeah, Grand there was a race. <laughs> so did you watch it like did you use you, you weren't you didn't get up and watch it live right absolutely not yeah no that would no it was insane. like 5 a.m hell yeah. no yeah, or was it was it even earlier, or was it was that when? Yeah, five. I think it might have actually. Even been it might have been. Yeah, because was it was it six central? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was a super. It's uh, kind of an early one, even for in our time zone. Yeah, um, no, that did not happen. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't think so. <laughs> no, I watched yeah. it on demand. Yeah, no, that's that that's the perfectly acceptable way of watching it. I've never been able to try to force myself to do that but I mean I really thought I was going to for the Australian one because I'm like well I'm not gonna you know what am I gonna say up till one in the morning or I I got it so yeah I mean people might recall who listened to that episode that I tried to stay up for it and then I watched the first like 30 minutes of it and then I fell asleep (laughs) and then I I went back and watched it you know so it was all fine yeah so Max Verstappen won he was the winner of the Grand Prix yeah, he now, sure did. Now he is also the leader of the World Drivers Championship. He has 150 mm-hmm. points. Yep. Leclerc started on pole, but mm. uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Ferrari's engine went kablamo. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> How do you say yeah, Finito. I wonder what the I, like I wonder what the I Italian know. would be for. The, I bet for there's like some Italian thing that's like, you know, like there there are these kinds of words that are like, uh, what is it called? Is it like onomatopoeia or what's the when it's like a word that kind of is, um, you know, it like it, it's like sort of like bam or yes. blast, or, you know, like Wham. those kinds of words, like that, like you can think of, like like in the credits, the open credits to the old Batman, you know, like the like that stuff. <laughs> yes, like a comic book. <laughs> yeah, like they must have Italian words like that, I'm, but I'm yeah, sure we don't know do. what we don't know what those are. Yeah, um, it, um, it, it, it went finito, it went ciao, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you did. go. That's what the power it unit did. said. It said have it's a, a nice ciao. day. Yeah, it said I'm done getting out of here. Go and go have a cannoli. An espresso. <laughs> yeah. Go to bed. No, I don't think it was having anything. Like, did you see the really sorry, like, sad video of, like, um, Sam Collins standing outside the wherever, like, they had Charles Carr under, like, that, like, cover that they have. And you could see it's, like, there was a big pool of liquid underneath it. Like where you could see I, it on the pavement. I did not yeah. see that, but I did yeah, see it was <laughs> a video of Mattia, uh-huh. um, just like his head hanging in shame, and he looked like mm. a sad clown. 
Did he? Because I didn't even see anything like that. Like I only saw like some of the interviews with him after or whatever, where he actually seemed like very nonchalant about the whole thing. Oh, I think it's an act. But okay, well, I mean, the, sure. I mean, I'm the, sure it is, but it's like a very good one. Yeah, good for <laughs> I him. mean, you know. Um, yeah. Well, no, this was like I this this clip I'm referring to is right after the DNF. Okay. Happened. Okay. Okay. Yes. He so looked that was probably more just like with authentic. his hair and all of the red clothing and his head <laughs> sat there in shame. He looked like a sad clown. I was like, oh, oh, Mattia. Like more like a sad Harry Potter. You know, he's got the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bad weekend. I'm genuinely concerned about the future health and wellness and employment and safety of everyone at Marinello because I can only assume that the Italian people are uh, riot. In, incensed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like there I I mean this is this is bad. You know what will be interesting though, I think, to see is how Ferrari plays this off. Now to be fair, I was not a Formula One fan when Seb was still or a serious Formula One fan when Seb was still yeah. uh racing for Ferrari. So everything I know about that season comes from Drive to Survive and just articles that I've read and mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, sources like that. But it does kind of seem like they blamed him for his problems or he, he became the scapegoat for their problems. Yeah. Which is so ridiculous because it's Sebastian Vettel. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that with Charles because he seems to be their golden boy. Like, he could well, do no wrong. He's he's clearly, I mean, I think, as I understand the issues with Seb, that it was, like, more complicated, you know, and it yeah. was... Um, you know, there were some, um, it, it wasn't as clear cut, I think, you know, is this where things are just going, you know, again, kablamo or whatever <laughs> word you want to use, um, where, you know, Charles doing everything right, you know, and these, none of these things are, the only thing so far that's been his fault was his little um, excursion at Imola where he tried too hard to um, overtake was it Checo? I can't remember anymore. You know, and he had his little uh, moment, and then he ended up finishing whatever, whatever that was. Uh, so you know, not on the podium. Uh, and uh, so yeah, but everything else hasn't been. Has that really been his only? I think so. Unless I'm forgetting something, I think that was the that was the was there any is there anything else you remember? Didn't he crash out at Monaco? Uh, well, no, 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 he didn't, uh, he, he Am got I misremembering st- this? Yeah, 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 he, you, are you thinking of when he drove the historic car? <laughs> Is that what you're thinking of? Look, Leclerc has, Mickey has old car. <laughs> crashed the car so many times that <laughs> it's all blending together. But not really this season, but not really this season. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. He he overall has gotten it together considering I think he's had some crashes in practice or qualifying. I can't remember anymore, but he has held it together the rest of the time. Imola was his major mistake. Mm. Which Imola is tight. Yeah. That I'm not I shouldn't justify that. 
I mean, he, he shouldn't have done that <laughs> in any event. But um, like he he lost out on uh, you know points that he could have had. Uh, but uh, you know he was just pushing too hard. He's like I, <laughs> so you know he was being Charles. Uh, yeah. But but otherwise, yeah, no, Monaco it was the strategy that, that screwed him. You know, Ferrari. You know, I mean, we talked. Well, I guess we talked is, about it. This is what I mean by like I'm interested interested to see if they try to put the blame on him because. To me, Ferrari seems like the type of organization that doesn't want to do any self-reflection. <laughs> like, they themselves believe that they could do no wrong. And so it's not actually their bad strategy. It's not their power unit. He just sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I don't see how you could do that in these situations. Like, I don't. There's just no... But I don't know how they did it to Vettel. Well, but again, like, that was more complex, I think. I mean, in what I, way? It was, they I don't know like it's I, I feel like it was um you know I feel like like you said Charles was their golden boy from the beginning I would say and so that was one of the reasons that I think it was easier to kind of sideline Seb and to be like oh he's not you know but I I feel like those problems were brewing before Charles like came onto the scene like yeah it seems like to me that for I realized that they built a shit car and they didn't want to admit it, so it's actually just Seb's fault that he can't win. That yeah, he can't I mean, beat Hamilton, but it's actually, no, yeah, you built a shit car, yeah, and you can't beat the yeah. Mercedes. Well, I mean, I think in this case, though, they, I, I feel like that's, I, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen to Charles, because he's, as you said, he's the golden boy, the chosen one, the, you know, he's, as far as they're concerned, he walks on water, and I don't think, uh, I think especially in these very, very clear-cut circumstances of, you know, an engine failure, uh, uh, them messing up the strategy. I mean, they didn't say there's been no indication after Monaco that they um, that they that they don't. I mean, they, they maybe aren't as contrite as you would want, like you're talking about, you know, or they don't think anything's really their fault. But mm -hmm. I think that they probably do know it's their fault. Like, I have to believe that even if that's not externally expressed, I think that they probably do because that was just so clearly yeah. one mistake after the next, you know, and then with the, with the engine now, now, cause you know, for, uh, I'm sure everyone listening to this probably knows, but there were, you know, other Ferrari powered cars retired as well. Uh, we don't yet know, um, at this point, Carlos you know, we're, we're, yeah, we don't back. know. Carlos's was like, they said it was it a hydraulic issue or something. Um, so it was something, it was not exactly the same as Charles's issue, which was just, you know, the engine, like no mas. Um, I know that's Spanish, not Italian, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, it's, it's, it's extremely concerning because obviously because here they have built a good car, but... <laughs> like I've heard interesting theories. I've heard interesting theories already about um, since there is no news as of yet. Like we're recording this whenever you guys will be listening to it whenever, but we're recording this Monday night, the day after the um, Grand Prix. There's no news last I checked yet of them coming out and saying here's what the problem was. Eventually, we'll have some kind of statement from them. You know, like there always is. Uh, you know, where, <laughs> where like there was whatever they had after, but it's always like some like non-specific like. <laughs> well, because you know they're not gonna, you know, what are they gonna like go into the technical details of the engine? You know, they're not. There's no news yet, so we don't know. But I've heard an interesting theory 
that because uh, they did bring upgrades to Barcelona, I think, or did they? I can't remember now if they did or not. But they've brought upgrades, of course, since mm-hmm. the beginning of the year at some point, and that uh, they um, and Charles talked about, and someone else I think too about that their their straight line speed now is better to c- better be able to compete with Red Bull. It's still not as good as Red Bulls, but they've improved on it. And uh, one theory I heard was that like that okay they've they've made the car faster in certain areas and maybe that has like taxed the engine in some way or maybe they didn't anticipate you know what would happen if this so there's a well there's all kinds of theories out there so we don't we just don't know yet yeah but what we do know is that this is like catastrophic because they only have it's back-to-back now races for a couple more you know and they're going you're going all the way to uh, Canada now for the next one. So and there's not a lot of time um, to to do all the analysis and the whatever. And of course, most importantly and and most devastatingly, this will likely lead to major major grid penalties, um, possibly as soon as Montreal already. Right. You know, it could be like a ten place grid drop for Charles or whatever. So that's yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. Not good. Bad. Is it over for them? Is it like is this Red Bulls now um, championship? No, I don't want to. I don't want to say that because it's still very early in the season. We're not even yeah. halfway yet, but it does make it more unlikely. Yeah, and it sure if does. this trend continues, then it's like, ooh, yikes! That's yeah. it. They're not going to come back from it. So I don't want to write it off just yet, but it, it's not I looking mean, great. Yeah, I saw people on Twitter who are like Ferrari fans being like they turned off the race they like you know what oh, I mean get over, build a bridge get over yeah. it <laughs> Ooh. no like don't be a fair weathered fan support your team well I don't think that's I, I think these are people who actually are very passionate fans and they just like they I mean haven't you ever had that happen to you like I've, I've turned off like I remember uh, like I've turned off White Sox games or I've turned off like I mean I certainly you know. have the Bears are yeah, terrible oh, there you go see like but when I'm, things I'm are just, just hating. dire you know when things are dire, you kind of want to just get off that train, you know, and, and yeah. uh, go uh, do something else. So, yeah, all in all, really, really bad weekend for Ferrari. I don't think it's over yet, like I said, but it doesn't look good. It does not look good. They need to get their act together. I don't know what – I mean, I, I just one more thing before we talk about uh, other stuff. You know, I just – I don't know how this is going to go for Mattia Bonotto, the sad clown, <laughs> because I feel like I don't I don't know. Like he is he going to keep his job, you know, next season or the season after that if things don't go well. Like he do you remember that last season he was not there at a lot of the races like he was back at Marinello working on this engine. What was he doing? <laughs> what what was he doing to this thing? <laughs> that it's. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I know. know. And oh, oh, another thing I heard uh, recently that just for something for people to keep in mind that maybe will make you feel better if you're a Ferrari fan listening to this. Uh, I think this would comfort me if I was a Ferrari fan to some degree that apparently some of the issues possibly could be pandemic related with the fact that that's uh, uh, the difficulty in getting parts and materials and things that, you know, there's been like shortages and all this stuff. 
maybe uh, that has played uh, a role uh, in in all this, and so maybe it's not that they're I think it's incompetent. <laughs> I think it's probably played a greater role in a lot of teams than maybe yeah. we realize. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, something to keep in mind. So with that, Ferrari had a bad weekend. Mm-hmm. Red Bull had a very good weekend. One, Obviously. One-two finish, <laughs> fastest lap. Another one-two. And I would say both good slash bad weekend for Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's focus on the good okay. for a moment <laughs> because I do actually think there are some good takeaways from this weekend. First being three, four finish. Awesome. That's so good. We'd love to see it. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Ferrari's DNF or we'd be lower. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll take it. We'll t- no, it's we'll a great, it's it. a great finish, Anna. It Three is, and four is. is much better than what it has. Five been. and six. Five and six. Yeah. Um, True. Banking those points. Exactly. And second, for me at least, it really seemed like I, for the first time this season, like I really saw Lewis driving. Like I really mm-hmm. saw him racing. Like I saw his his racecraft coming out. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was really exciting to see, and I, th- I think we're in store for some really good stuff. I hope so, but I feel we saw a lot of that in in Barcelona though too, didn't we? Because he had to yeah. come from. Oh well, yeah. Well, I didn't really see it from Sky's back. coverage, so. <laughs> right. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. We didn't actually see it, see it, but we know it happened. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they did. Sh- they did show him a lot more, didn't they? On this, I think it was probably because of the bad part of the equation. Which was the uh, horrible porpoising. I feel yes. like maybe, you know, they were uh, probably... I mean, I, I certainly hope they weren't showing him a lot in the uh, potential, not hope, but like, uh, uh, you know, anticipation that something very bad could happen or that he might have to even retire from the race if it got bad enough, mm-hmm. you know, that it was it was that bad. But yeah, I, I'm trying to focus on the good. I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> trying. I'm trying to stay in the light and, you know, positivity. And I mean, of course, that's what Lewis would want. But uh, here's where I confess that even though I'm a huge fan of Lewis, uh, Lewis and I don't see things the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Lewis and I like I would I would have I Lewis would if we were like friends or whatever. He would like irritate me, actually, because like I'd tell him about like something bad that happened and he'd be like, but it'll be okay. Like you're gonna, you know, rise above this, and it's gonna be fine. And you just have to keep pushing. And I'm, and I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> like enough I with the crap. Don't want to hear that. <laughs> no, but I, I do actually think that there are things to be positive about this weekend. It's not all doom and gloom. I agree. I do agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, although I, I'm sort of getting like. I don't say tired like I'm happy when George gets these random podiums like he's been getting you know where he ends up third because of some uh you know something happened uh to the Ferraris or something else uh and but like did you I don't know if you saw the podium but it was like the saddest podium ever well like for George I mean Max and Checo were very happy and whatever and whoever they uh, had up there for the from the team but like they were <laughs> they just like ignored George completely <laughs> George was just like, I'm like, guys, Thanks, you're at guys. least supposed to like, at least spray each other a little bit with the champagne. They're supposed to be even the guy who's not on your team, or there could be two guys who are not on your team. Then you're all kind of spraying each other, right? Like that. There was like none of that. George is like off in the corner. <laughs> and they were 
<laughs> I was like, what? Come on. Like they did that. They like clinked the bottles or whatever at one point. But that was initiated by George. Max and Checker were like, he's not even there. <laughs> like George who? You know, <laughs> they were like, <laughs> they were like, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> he doesn't look familiar Jorge? to me. <laughs> Jorge Russell? Right. Jorge, exactly. What Elle is referring to is this amazing, I, I'll put a link for you guys in the show notes in case you didn't see it on our Twitter already, this amazing thing in a Spanish newspaper where they put the posted the classification from uh, from Baku and and then also they have like the championship standings uh, up to a certain point and they just like I don't know I don't know what happened there like they, they could have just you can just copy the names like it's not a different alphabet like I don't understand they like literally translated the names so like Lewis Hamilton was Luis Hamilton yeah but like that that was not even that weird because like Lewis actually I don't know if people have ever seen like on his Instagram he will actually post like when I'm in Spain call me Luis when I'm in Paris call no, me it's, Louis no it's weird though because it's not his name yeah no it's yeah, weird because no. it's not his name his right. name is not Luis no but that's like what his name would be if it was do but you it's know what not I mean? like, no it's, it's still weird though because it's not his name yeah it is it is but like that one's not even as weird as like some of the no, other no but the the Pierre Gasly one <laughs> oh my god one. that one had me on the floor I was dying. What did they? What did they make Gasly into? It was like Pedro, Pedro. Gasioso. Yeah, they changed his last name to Gasioso. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And then Alpine became Alpino for some Alpino. reason. Alpino, and then yeah. Alpha Tori became Alpha. Just Alpha. Yeah, which is a different team. That is, which is a different team. Alpha That's Romeo. right. Yeah, I think that they didn't consider that. Well, they didn't consider a lot of things uh, no. in, in printing this. Obviously, I don't know what happened. They like it was like if it was like when you run something through Google Translate and it's totally not the right translation at all. It's like, well, yeah, you when you're stru- when you're like rushing to finish your Spanish homework and you're yeah, like, I'm just gonna yeah, Google yeah. Translate this. But you can't do it with names, you know. You no, can't. you can't. Like <laughs> it was like it's almost like I hope this is like performance art by like some copy editor at this newspaper i really hope that it's like on purpose that it's like what if i tried to make all of these into spanish names uh you know by by uh, <laughs> because because they're not like that you could just a name is a name in whatever language it's in you know like you can't you don't you can't even translate a name yeah like they they made Charles into also carlos to so apparently carlos, there are yeah. two carloses who drive for ferrari uh, which could get confusing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they have Carlos Sainz on there, of course, because he was in the top and he's, you know, in whatever position he is in the driver's championship. So it's Carlos Sainz and Carlos Leclerc. <laughs> right. That, that's a great point. Like, we don't, like, in, in an English newspaper, we don't call him Charles Yeah, you wouldn't. Sainz. Right, right. Or, I don't, what is this, what is Sergio in English? There's, there's a... Uh, well, I mean, there wouldn't like we wouldn't try to translate it. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. You would you're like this person's name is whatever their name is. Right. So it's anyway, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'll put a link for you guys. Where were we? Yeah. The okay. We have to talk about the bad. We have to talk about the bad. Part. Yeah. Let's talk about the porpoising. Um, because yeah. it's not just a Merck problem. No. They're certainly the most vocal about it, as they should be, because it's really bad for them. But. Yeah. Um. McLaren did not look good this weekend. Mm-mm. Did you see the video of Danny Rick 
climbing out of the car. Like I did. I did. Which was very similar to the way Lewis climbed out of the car. Not yes. as bad, but it was similar. Yeah. That's really bad. Yep. It is extremely bad. I'm sorry I'm not being more descriptive than that, but I really don't know what else to say because it's not good. Well, I'm sure a lot of the people listening will have seen the video of Lewis getting out because that was, you know, um, the, I mean, they showed that on the broadcast and it was painful to even watch, you know, because you could tell he was obviously in a lot of pain um, and it was difficult for him. I mean, they even talked on the broadcast. They were like, uh, you know, someone might need to, like, come over there and do but they're probably not because, you know, they can't touch the car mm-hmm. when it's in Park Ferme. And so they would hesitate to, like, go and um, help try him. to help him because then they might touch the car accidentally or whatever. Um, and, and I'm like, okay, is he going to be able to, I was even, I'm like, is he going to be able to get out? Like, is he, is he stuck there sitting on top of the halo or whatever? Like I, it was bad, but again, Lewis, you know, he put, he, on his Instagram, he was like, I got some acupuncture. I got some physio. I'm all better. I'm, I'm, uh, my mood is good. Uh, you know, whatever, like typical Lewis, right? Like, again, everything's perfect. Everything's great. Like he's always a fount of positivity. Again, I would slap him if we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be like, Lewis, like you could barely get out of the car. It's not okay. It's not all good. Well, this is going to happen again, probably. President of LF- LH Fan Club, Mr. Pierre Gasly, mm-hmm. he had said, um, this was in Autosport, and he said, it's not healthy, that's for sure. I've had a physio session before and after every session because my spinal discs are suffering from it. You have literally no suspension. It just hits me going through your spine. The team is asking me, okay, can we compromise the setup? And I'm compromising my health for the performance. And I'll always do it because I'm a driver and I always go for the fastest car I can. But I don't think the FAA should put us in a corner where you have to deal between health and performance. Yep. And he's exactly right. He is, because that's been the conversation over this 24-hour period after the race where, um, you know, uh, the the punditry and a lot of the fans seem intent on painting this as a Mercedes mainly, if not only, problem, uh, and that this is just Mercedes trying to get the rules changed to favor them and and screw the other teams or whatever you know people are I've heard people compare it to like when the you know there were some teams that were over a lot of teams were overweight and some teams were you know at the whatever weight they're supposed to be and they were saying no it wouldn't be fair to change the weight regulation because we did it correctly and that's fair enough that's for something very like fair. that that's that's fair but this is you know this is an issue of people's health and safety the drivers, and not just the drivers who are experiencing the problem themselves, but when George talked about the fact that it's so blurry that he can hardly see the breaking point or whatever, you know, like that could cause a situation where that could cause an accident yep. that would affect another driver or whoever else, you know, it, that's not okay. No. Like it's, this is not, and so for, again, I want to remind people like that quote El just read, that was Pierre Gasly. Not a Mercedes driver. A Red Bull driver. <laughs> a a Red Bull, exactly. You know, for how much longer, who knows. But for the moment, <laughs> he's still a Red Bull driver. And, uh, and he, and I think it's important for people to understand, like, what he's saying. Because, again, I've heard the, I've heard the things, you know, I've heard all the takes 
of the well you know this is mercedes problem and well you know they're just running it that low because that's how they can get the best performance if they really cared about the health and safety of their drivers and they would just rise raise the ride height no that's the job of the fia that's not the job of the, i mean you could i understand why people are saying that but again listen to what pierre said in this in this uh quote he, the team is asking me, okay, we can compromise the setup. So he's saying that his team is saying, yeah, we can cut, we can raise the ride height, we can do something, we can do other whatever stuff to make you more comfortable. And he is saying no to that because of course he's going to say no to that. He's he said he explains I'm a driver, I'm a racing car driver, I'm always going to go for the fastest car I can. No driver, without intervention from someone else, if it's just him and his team. And his team is saying, okay, we can do this and it'll be better. No driver, at least not on this grid, yeah. and probably not on most others, is ever going to say, yeah, okay, knowing no. that it'll make them go slower. And that is the point of a governing body like the FAA to step in and say, hey, time out. Exactly. This is not safe, so everybody needs to fix this. Yeah. And also, I think the difference between something like this and, like, you know, the budget cap or you know, whatever the problem was last year, I forget that, whatever was going on with Red Bull and, you know, Christian was trying to change something. I'm sure there was a story. I can't remember I it off the top of my head. I remember all the things he... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think the difference between those and this is that this is a direct consequence of changing the aero philosophy. Yeah. And that's not yeah. to say, I actually love the aspect of F1 in which the regulations change every so often. I think it's a really fun and exciting way to reinvent the sport while also keeping it the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but these aren't working. I mean, this is another thing that I've heard people talk about in a strange manner that I just don't understand as like ground effect isn't new. Yeah, it's not yeah. because there used to be there. There've been other areas of F1 where they've had ground effect and they're like, well, this isn't new. Uh, there should be solutions for this. Go find and hire those people or something who worked in ground effect cars before or whatnot, or there's, you know, but it, I mean, I, I just, I just object to the whole concept of this being a team's problem, whatever team we're talking about. AlphaTauri, Mercedes, uh, McLaren, uh, you know, every, uh, the Ferrari porpoising is also quite bad. Their car yeah. is still oh, it's bad. somehow, yeah. it's very bad. Their car is also still really fast, nevertheless. But the porpoising is still there. And that we don't even know, like, we, again, we talked about this before, and I'm going to say it again, we don't know what kind of damage this could be causing to the drivers long term. It could be serious damage. Do you know? You know, they've got. There's a lot more races left. <laughs> you know, two things. Um, first is that this is just I. I was just looking at my notes here, and I wrote down what Danny Rick had said, and he said it's bad. Mm-hmm. I genuinely feel rattled. You know, when a pro basketball players bounce the ball really low, that's what it felt like somebody was doing to my head. Yeah, that's that's horrible. That, no, that's not good. And two, also, my other thought was that the fact that other teams are having this problem, like Ferrari, is proof to me that it's not the side pod that's the problem. Because mm-hmm. everybody was trying to blame the mm-hmm. side pods, you know, or the yep. lack of side pods on on the Mercedes, yep. and that's I don't yep. that's not what it is. It it it's something else. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like if I were in charge at the FIA, at the very least, I would put together some kind of like working group on this situation and I would study it and I would have people, um, you know, it's a tough one because it's like, of course, you're not going to get all the teams together and be like, okay, how did you guys solve this problem? How did you solve this problem or, or lessen it? Right. Okay. Cause I don't think anyone has like zero, but maybe Red Bull, I don't know. But, um, but I, I think that uh, no one has like a zero problem. It's just that for some teams it's very minimal and, um, and you know, it's, that would be a hard thing to do, but they could, they could use whatever, you know, influence and power they have as the governing body to at least uh, get people together to be like, well, what kind of rule change would work? What kind of ever? Because, you know, it's like everything is like something everyone has to vote on. Right. And it would be, um, and uh, again, multiple, these are, this is not a Mercedes only problem. Um, people need to understand this. And if you're ignoring that fact, then you just are ignoring it for your anti Mercedes agenda. Because again, Gasly, Ricardo, Signs, um, uh, and, and we don't actually know if other drivers are struggling with it too and just not necessarily saying anything. You know, they're pro I think that's a very strong possibility. Oh, I, it's a very strong possibility. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say, though, that I I will send it to you so you can put it in the show notes. I saw a video. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a point of view video from Lando's helmet of the porpoising in the McLaren. Really bad. Yeah. So, it, again... That's a perfect example because they, um, Lando was actually asked about it, I think, at one point, and he kind of played it off like it's no big deal. And, and I think, and I remember Charles being asked about it because Carlos has been more vocal about it and Charles hasn't. And I remember, um, Charles being asked about it in some press conference and him saying that, yeah, it's happening, but that he's dealing with it. And that he seemed to indicate that it wasn't, you know, a major issue for him. But, you know, I think everyone has to remember that what's happening a lot of the time in these situations is this is very typical, like, you know, these, these guys are racing drivers. This is a very, uh, you know, tough guy, macho type of sport where you're meant to be this, you know, uh, incredible gladiator getting into the arena and you're meant to be invincible and perfect and all that. And for them, for a driver to admit that something is, you know, that, that they're being physically really diminished by something is a lot uh, and, and not everyone can do it some people are feel like that would make them look weak or uh or like they um you know they're not tough enough or whatever else and so i think i think it's not an accident that the drivers who have talked about it are have been in the sport a bit longer and who are more um you know maybe more <laughs> Secure with their masculinity, although Gasly is not really one of those. I, well, it, I <laughs> with his, <laughs> with his whole "I like girls." I don't know if it's necessarily that, or maybe it's their comfort level in, yeah. in, you know, Danny Rick's been, for example, has been at it a long time, and he kind of feels like he maybe has built up enough, like political capital or something yeah. like that, to be able to speak about something like this, whereas somebody like a Yuki Sonoda who I think should have another year in F1 for sure as of right now, but you know, maybe he doesn't feel like he has enough 
leverage yeah, or goodwill no, to course. say something like that. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I think some people, people like Charlotte, I think Charlotte could say something, especially now. But again, I really do think, and it is also possible, again, we just don't know. We just don't know if it's affecting, uh, some people think it could be affecting the taller drivers yeah, more, you know, potentially. Totally. Although Lewis isn't super tall, but, um, you know, but Lewis is also, I mean, I hate to say it, but he is older. So uh, even though he's in incredible, amazing shape, obviously, um, yeah, you know, but body yes, does, it's different. It's yeah, it's you know, he's over 10 years older than George. So it's I mean, it's bothering George has been very vocal, even at, um, you know, even though he might not be suffering as much. But he's also he's also doing a different setup. And as I understand, like that's for, for Lewis, it was definitely worse. Again, Lewis is continuing to do these like science experiments. Yeah, which is awesome, <laughs> which which is, you know, he's uh, and I do uh, to some degree. I, um, I I do. So my anger at Mercedes is not for them being like, oh, we don't care about your health and well-being and we won't raise the right height again. The, a team and a driver works together. Mm-hmm. The team is not going to do something that the driver doesn't want. Yeah. You know, they're not going to be like, oh, no, we don't care what you say. We're going to raise it because this is a matter of your health and safety there. I mean, th- these these guys are adults and they can decide for themselves uh, what they want to do. I mean, there are people uh, no one uh, people aren't judging uh, people that are going out and racing at that like uh, Isle of Man. T- well, some people are judging <laughs> people that do that at that uh, motorcycle race on the Isle of Man. I watched a documentary about it recently, actually. Where, like, people die, like, every year at that thing. Okay, it's not every year. This year like, was uh, particularly Yeah, it was really horrific. bad. It was, like, five, five, five people, I think. Um, um, it I, it felt like every time I logged into Twitter, it was another... Yeah, yeah, yeah it was really bad, really bad horrific. this year. Um, yeah, and, but, you know, people, like, that's... Uh, that's a talking point about that race that some people are like, well, that race shouldn't happen anymore or they should do something or that whatever. But these people are like, people know full well who are going to do that race that they might die. And they've, some of them have had friends that have died and other, you know, et cetera. So again, I'm not saying that that's something that's an easy judgment call to make, but this is another thing where you can't like, no one's going to hopefully die from the porpoising. So it's not, maybe not immediately. Yeah, exactly. What we did, right? We don't really know, do we? And that's another thing. Like, a serious organization, a serious governing body would maybe, like, try to do some kind of, would try to study this, would maybe consult with medical professionals. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, NFL denied CTE being a thing for... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Years. Well, let's do better than the NFL. Yeah, no, we should. you should aim to do better than the NFL because they're not particularly good at that. No, they're not so so great. They're not so great. Um, I mean, this is, you know, uh, the, especially considering that's the FIA's like entire job is like safety. Like that's their, that's their main, main job. You know, it's like you had one job, (laughs) basically. One job. One. (laughs) You have this one job. And so I just, I think that people, I think that people really need to think twice about their reaction to, to this situation in terms of well it's just the team's problem and you just didn't engineer your car well enough like fuck you you know it's it's not that simple it's not uh i mean you shouldn't be like really look at yourself in the mirror and examine yourself as a person if you think it's okay to potentially put uh all these drivers into uh harm's way in terms of their future health and um well-being and potentially 
causing accidents or whatever else. I mean, it really, I've seen the blur, like what they're talking about, the blurriness, like it's bad. Like, I don't know. Obviously they're extremely talented drivers. That's how come they're not crashing yet, but that could change. Right. And racing is already so dangerous to begin with. And I love racing. I, 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 in, I accept the inherent risk there is with racing Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with, is adding another level that doesn't need to be there. Yes, yes. And not only that, but, like, I think it's actually very interesting. I read a thing today where Lewis actually talked about the fact that he, for the first time in his racing career, it sounds like, that he's never felt this way, that he actually experienced, like, when he was driving in Baku, fear that he might crash. Now, that is not something that, racing drivers usually ever experience like even after they've had bad crashes like they go back and they go out and they keep racing like they don't yes they've they've had you know i I mean uh roman grosjean is racing an indycar now after his very very bad crash in f1 people have gone you know there's a million examples of people had really bad shunts bad accidents and they go on and they keep racing and so and it's not something they like he's not driving around thinking about it um, but and Lewis, so yeah, he talked about that. It was that I forget where I read it. I'll try to find it for you guys. Uh, that he he actually feared that he might crash because of how much pain he was in and how bad it was, and and that um, you know he was probably experiencing. I, I assume similar things to what George was describing, where it, when it's so uh, when you're porpoising so much that it's so blurry and you can't see, and you know, I, I mean that's not acceptable. No, it's that's not. not acceptable. And you can't put that on the athlete and on the team because people are here to compete and to win and to do the best they possibly can. And, of course, they're going to do whatever crazy thing, you know, right. that they need to do to try to to try to win. Like, you can't put that on them. Again, that's what a governing body is for. Like, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like the type of people who are I have a sinking suspicion that a lot of the people who are against like the FIA getting involved in this or who think that it's not the FIA's problem are like, you know, libertarians. (laughs) They're like, you know, whatever. (laughs) Like, it's not, you know, we don't want the government (laughs) or something like that to come in here and uh, uh, and and fix the situation. You know, we uh, we don't want to we don't want we don't want that. So. Yeah, uh, it's it's a bad situation, and I think that everyone who has uh, had an opinion on this should rethink it, potentially. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Just give it a thought. Just, just think about it a little more. Think about whether you're really okay with saying that these guys' health and safety and whatever just doesn't matter, and it's really just up to their individual teams. Like, that's just not how the world should work, you know? Like, do you want do you want to start inspecting your own meat? Like, do you want to start figuring out on your own whether drugs are safe to take or not, stuff like that? You know what I mean? Like, we have agencies and governing bodies and things like that for a reason, so. Okay, uh, enough about that. Let us move on to our Tweet of the Week which was really, really funny this week. <laughs> they were all really funny. Yeah, they were all good. All but of our I thoughts. We qu- quite enjoyed this one. Um, so, yeah, the Tweet of the Week winner this week is, uh, uh, I don't know if it's me, Kelly, or M.E. Kelly, 66, um, who tweeted us in response to, um, I had tweeted from our show account that, you know, Mercedes 
uh, I'm sure people have seen have did the rainbow uh, Mercedes star for Pride Month, uh, which is uh, this month that we're in right now, if you don't know. Uh, and I was like, okay, Mercedes is gayer now. Maybe they're going to be faster. Who knows? You know, maybe it'll work. And, <laughs> and, uh, um, and uh, this person tweeted this hilarious gif, which, Al, I think you should explain. Yeah. You know the origin of it, which I did not know. So the gift, the gif is um, a clip of a guy. It's from a YouTube video called um, "Angry Office," "Angry Office Offensive" by Brandon <laughs> Rogers, who's a YouTube comedian. It's from like five or six years ago now, um, and it it. It's kind of a mockumentary style where this guy who is gay works in an office and he's just kind of a jerk to everybody and blames it on the fact that he's gay. Um, (laughs) So in this particular clip, he pushes somebody out of the way at the copier and says, move, I'm gay. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's really great. I'll, I'll of course, have the link for you guys. You can look at this, give yourself, and it's super funny. And um, I'll try to put a link to... Um, some of the other work from this comedian, which sounds really funny. Um, although probably now that I'm thinking about it, potentially a bit of an offensive character, um, I guess. And that it's it's of a time. Yeah, I would I would a, say that um, <laughs> the work that this guy did, Brandon Rogers, is very of the mid 2000s like okay, 2010 yeah, right. 2015 yeah he, yeah that's right he that's got really right. popular on okay. vine because people were clipping his videos mm-hmm. so yeah that makes sense that's uh yeah so maybe not the greatest thing now but yeah but it's i and i had no context for it when i saw the gif so i was just like i thought it was just like from some tv show or something like that yeah and it's just so funny <laughs> the guy just like storms in and it's like move i'm gay and he puts this thing on the copier and i just loved it because i i thought of it as like that you know of course it being a response to what i tweeted about the mercedes star i'm like yeah that's gonna be mercedes you know be well, like move ferrari <laughs> move red bull move, i'm gay get out <laughs> i don't think because i don't think they put Ferrari doesn't have any pride stuff, I don't think, on um, their car. And I can't remember if Red Bull does or not, but let's just pretend they don't. Uh, you know, Mercedes will come with the rainbow star and, like, move. <laughs> yeah, we're not gay exactly, but we're supporters of queer people. And so get out of our way. <laughs> much much like this guy who stormed into the copy room. So, yeah, that was how I was envisioning it. Uh, so congrats for that. And, okay, now before we wrap it up, of course, we promise to tell you who our big, 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 exciting guest is going to be. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to um, we are gonna be talking to Mr. Willie T. Ribs. In England, I won the Formula Ford Series. No one could beat me. It probably felt like it's me against the world. You want a reason not to like me? I want to give you one. Our leader once again, Willie T. Ribs, out in front. Willie T. Ribs, his fourth victory in the Trans Am Series. We have a winner of the Texas Challenge Trans Am. If you don't want me in your sport, then beat me. I drove him to turn one for qualifying, and I pegged it. I'm either in the race, or you peel me off the cement. There is no sport more exciting than racing. This is the next best thing to heaven. They called me uppity, and I loved it. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. So excited. 
exciting. I love him. He's so funny. Um, it's probably going to be an amazing episode, I hope, because, yeah, he's just, uh, I mean, I've heard other other things he's been on, and he's just so so entertaining. So, um, so yeah, if you guys have questions uh, for Willie, um, you can email us or, uh, or you can send us a DM on Twitter. I believe our DMs are open, and if not, then just tweet us and... I'll, uh, I'll, I'll change that if they're not but you should be able to direct message us whether we're following you or not that's what open DMs mean if you're not a Twitter expert like me uh, <laughs> and also you can email us um, and that email is of course racingincidentpod p-o-d um, at gmail.com so you can email us um, questions you'd like to ask Willie we're going to be so you guys have some time we're not going to be recording this till uh, the 27th uh, so you've got uh, some got time to get your questions in for him. Yeah, so so get those in, and we'll try to get to as many as we can. Um, hopefully, we'll have uh, time. I mean, we're gonna, of course, have lots of questions of our own, and uh, but we will try to make time um, for some questions, especially if you have some good ones. So yeah, so tweet us or email us with those, and get excited for. <laughs> well, you know, we're gonna have to talk about Chuck Gate. <laughs> Chuck and Leclerc. Chucky Lee Clerk. Yeah, I actually I actually tweeted Willie that uh, that that uh, Photoshop today, and he had not seen it because someone had actually uh, uh, he had actually posted one where it was like uh, Chuck uh, like, and it was also like it was like not as fancy a Photoshop as that NASCAR one. It was like um, it was like someone just put like a sheriff's hat on him or something mm-hmm. and like a mustache. <laughs> And that was also kind of funny. But then I asked him if he had seen this one, and he hadn't, and he loved it, of course, because who wouldn't love it? Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of hilarity uh, like that um, when we talk to Willie. So send us your questions for yeah, him. Yeah, please and do. Get psyched. Yeah, and um, I guess that's it. Yes, that is it. Um, everybody have a great week. We will see you next yeah. week. Enjoy. Canada, some of yeah, you lucky Montreal. bastards I know are going. I know some people who are going. So <laughs> Montreal. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, have you heard the rumors how it's gonna there's like these rumors that this is gonna be Nikki Latifi's last race. <laughs> there's like rumors That's rude. that like I know Leave it him is alone. right, but I know, I know. You can I say he's bad, that's, that's fine, but don't like it. You know, I I just I'm not saying that like Piastri's gonna like come in after Montreal. Like those are it's this is a complete rumor. Yeah, I'm not entertaining. Unfounded and probably not true because it would actually be really abrupt and weird. And I mean, not that that's never happened in Formula One, of course. But and it used to happen a lot more often. Red Bull. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I'm even I mean even like in the you know like they'd be like oh this guy's out you know. So we will wrap this up, and uh, we will see you next week, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We are an independent podcast made with love, and we appreciate each and every one of you who listens. Racing Incident is hosted by me, Anna Tarkov, and Ellen Nolly. It is produced by myself and Ellen, and editing and tech support is by Tim Rodriguez. Charles, what's happened with Max? Nothing, just an incident on the race.